Eh, eso es todo lo que queremos que, que tengo anuncios voy a dejar a mi esposa que anuncie y presente al predicador de esta mañana um, this morning we have a very special guest with us uh, we ha tenemos un, un, un invitado especial esta mañana and uh, personally for, for my life he has been a blessing since before I was even born personalmente en mi familia él ha sido una bendición antes de que yo naciera uh, Dr. Jose Rodriguez el doctor José Rodríguez um, is professor and evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene. Es maestro, profesor en la, y evangelista en la Iglesia del Nazareno. He was my father's seminary professor. Era el, el profesor de su papá en el seminario. And then we had the privilege of having him as our seminary professor. Y también fue nuestro profesor en el seminario de nosotros. And he said last night that he hopes to be my children's seminary professor. <laughs> Y dice que quieres también ser el profesor de nuestros hijos también. He has an incredible story, testimony and witness. Tiene una increíble historia de un testimonio. And uh, we're just so honored to have him here with us. Estamos muy, uh, tenemos mucho el honor de tenerlo aquí esta You can read a little bit more about him in your bulletin. Puede leer un poco más de él en el boletín. But he is uh, what we would consider one of our founding fathers in the church. Pero podemos considerarlo como uno de los padres de los de más alto nivel en la iglesia en Nazareno. And we're just so glad he's with us this morning. Y estamos muy contentos de que esté con nosotros. Qué bueno. I didn't know who they were talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, interpreting for him this morning because he says he can do it himself. He's worried about me. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Frankie, muchas gracias. Uh, don't believe all they say about me. Okay. But tonight, I would uh, urge all of you to be here. I will be uh, sharing a bit of my testimony, how I came to uh, know the Lord, how he called me, and how and why I love him so much. Vengan esta noche porque quiero compartir con ustedes un poquito de mi testimonio. I want to let you know why I love the Church of Nazarene so much. Yes, I am a child of God by the grace of God. But I am also a child of the Church of the Nazarene. Soy hijo de Dios por la gracia de Dios, pero también hijo de la Iglesia del Nazareno. I have been preaching since the year 1947. That's quite a few years ago. I've seen a lot of changes. He visto muchos cambios en la iglesia. I've seen a lot of changes. Some good, some not too good, and some no good. I have the, uh, what shall I say, the privilege and the responsibility of the historical Perspective. He visto muchos cambios en la iglesia de Nazareno. Cambios buenos, cambios no muy buenos, pero y cambios que creo que no nos ayudan, ¿verdad? But well, I've got to get to the message. What time do we, I don't see a, a clock around here. Oh, uh, that little tiny thing? <laughs> I don't see it, so I'm not responsible. Okay, no veo reloj, ¿verdad? Muy bien. Okay, muy bien. Well, let me give you my outline uh, in case I run out of time, okay? Okay. Now, be ready. Listos. I'm going to give you a, 
a shock treatment. I know who I am, second story. I'm not Napoleon. I'm Joe Rodriguez. So Jose Rodriguez. I am very much aware of where I'm at. I'm not in San Antonio, Texas with my wife. I'm here with, with my good friends. Okay. Are you going to listen? Escucha muy bien. How many of you are really Christians? Just raise your hand. Just, just, are you a Christian? Don't be afraid. I'm not, I'm not going to take up, take up an offering. No, 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 no. Don't worry. No, no, no. Okay. Listen, escuchen bien. I believe that every Christian should go to hell. Creo que todo cristiano debe ir al infierno. I believe that every sinner should go to heaven. Now let me explain, okay? Yes, I teach theology, I teach philosophy, I taught in state schools and universities and so forth. See, I'm not crazy, not yet anyway. But let me tell you why I believe that every Christian should go to hell. I believe that uh, we need for the Holy Spirit to give us a guided tour through hell. Because if the devil does it, he won't let us out. So let me get to our, our scriptural lesson. Necesitamos que el Espíritu Santo nos lleve en un paseo por el infierno. Because this morning, I want to answer the question. Esta mañana quiero contestar la pregunta. How much for your soul? How much are you willing to give for your soul? ¿Cuánto por tu alma? ¿Cuánto estarás dispuesto a, a dar por tu alma? How much is your soul worth? I'm not asking about your bank account, your car, your house, your family, your health. I'm asking, how much is your soul worth? Let me give you this morning seven reasons. Déjenme darle esta mañana siete razones, seven reasons that will show the value of your soul. Siete razones para que veamos el valor inmensurable, incalculable de su alma. Stand with me as I read from the Gospel of Matthew, el Evangelio de San Mateo, chapter 16, verses 24 to 26, Mateo 16, versículos 24 al 26. I have my bilingual Bible, but it has real small print. Okay, 
we read, I'll be reading in English just to save a little time. We read, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Si alguno quiere ser mi discípulo, nieguese a sí mismo, tome su cruz y sígame. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man he regains the whole world? Porque que ganará el hombre si gana todo el mundo and yet forfeits his soul pero pierde su alma. Que le aprovechará al hombre si ganare todo el mundo y pierde su alma. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? ¿Qué podrá dar el hombre por su alma? Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being here with us. And we pray, O oh God, as we open that word, that will open the eyes of our understanding, touch our wheels, open our hearts, bless those who hear. Bendice, Padre Santo, la palabra tuya. Abre los ojos de nuestro entendimiento. Danos tu mensaje. Y a ti daremos toda honra y gloria en Cristo Jesús. Amén. You may be seated. I believe that every Christian should go to hell. I'm not cussing at anybody. I'm trying to preach. Because if we would get a glimpse, un vistazo nomás ligero, just a glimpse of a soul eternally suffering with no opportunity coming back and repenting. Necesitamos un vistazo ligero del infierno y ver el sufrimiento tremendo del alma. Because you know, friends, it is only by the grace of God, it is only by the grace of God that you are here in the house of God. And not, not out there in a bar, in a brothel, es solamente por la gracia de Dios que estamos aquí en la casa de Dios, ¿verdad? Amén. Y no allá afuera. Okay, seven reasons, because I know time will be going fast. Number one, your soul is precious. Su alma es preciosa. A great value because it was created by God. Su alma es preciosa y vale mucho porque fue criada por Dios. Think about it. We are not the result of evolution with all due respect to our scientific community. The Bible says that God gathered the dust of the world 
Genesis 2.7. La Biblia dice que Dios tomó del polvo de la tierra. It was holy ground, holy dust, not contaminated by my man. And you see him forming man, the body. He was no different than the rest of the creation. But then what happened? After God formed man, Dios formó el cuerpo del hombre. ¿Y qué sucedió después? La Biblia dice que le, in Spanish it's, it's stronger. I like it. It says that he, that he blew. In English it says he breathed. That's kind of a weak. He blew. And what happened? That man became to a human being. I don't have time. My grandson is a doctor. My daughter is a pediatrician specialist nurse. She knows more about medicine. I want her to be a doctor. I want her to be a baseball player. But uh, here I am, a preacher and a professor. I'm not complaining. No, no. I'm grateful. Yes. Your soul is precious. Because it was created by God. Number two, your soul is precious because it carries or is the image and likeness of God. Su alma es preciosa porque fue creada de acuerdo a la imagen y semejanza de Dios. When the Bible says there in Genesis 1:26 and 27 that God made Man, according to his image and likeness, he's not referring to his body. No. Imagen y semejanza de Dios no se refiere al cuerpo, because Christ said in John 4:24, God is spirit. Dios es espíritu. And nobody can see God. 1 Timothy 6:16 says that God lives Light, inaccessible light. And no man can see God, and no man will ever see God. With all due respect, unless you're a Mormon, that's something else, but that's different. Sí, la Biblia dice que Dios es Espíritu. No lo veremos. We cannot see God. We will be blind by His glory, yes. The image of God. It is only said of man that we are created according to the image and likeness of God. Yes. Not our bodies, no. That spirit, that soul, that heart, whatever you want to call it. Number three, we have to move on. Your soul is precious. Su alma es preciosa porque es inmortal. Your soul is precious because it is immortal. I did not have to be born. God did not need me. God was God before I was born. And when I die, when my body is buried, He will still be the same God. I did not have to be born. You did not have to be born. But once I came into this world, my soul will never die. 
Think about it. Only God is eternal. Solamente Dios es eterno. El hombre es inmortal. Yo no tuve que nacer. Usted no tuvo que nacer. Pero una vez que hemos nacido, siempre existiremos. Think about it, friends. Let me brag a bit, okay? I'm 83 years old. And I'm going for a hundred at least. Hoy tirando a los cien a lo menos. But think, 50 years from now, a <clears> hundred <throat> years from now, you and I will be very, very much alive. In fact, we will be more self-conscious. 50, 100 años, 10 años, después de la muerte, estaremos conscientes, más conscientes que, que esta mañana. Man was created not to die. Your soul is precious because it is immortal. Number four. Your soul is precious because it is going to heaven or to hell. We have an eternal destiny. Tenemos un destino eterno. We are on a spaceship, a spiritual. Each one of us, right now, we're either going to heaven or we're on the way to hell. One thing that bothers me, friends, is you don't hear the word hell too much nowadays. You don't hear the word sin too much. You don't hear the word condemnation. Everything's real pretty. We're all happy. Everything's nice and good. Careful. Don't water down the gospel. Mucho cuidado. Una cosa que me molesta es que ya no se predica del infierno. Ya no se habla del pecado. No queremos ofender. Queremos todas las cosas muy bonitas. Would you like to go to a, a hospital where the word sickness is never mentioned? Where cancer is never mentioned? Where AIDS is never mentioned? Where no disease is discussed? Everybody's well. Be careful. We need to preach, yes, God's love. But we need to preach that God is holy wrath also. God is holy. God loves sinners, but He hates sin. God loves you, your soul. But if you are in sin, He hates that sin in you. Well, we're on our way To heaven, a way to hell. The Bible says, Christ told His disciples, chapter 14, In my Father's house, there are many mansions, many rooms for you. And He says, I'm going. And Jesus, being a carpenter's son, He says, I'm going to what? To prepare a place for you. Because 
I want you to be with me. I like that. Qué bonito, hermanos. Pensar, cuando leemos en Juan 14, que Cristo dijo a sus discípulos, crees en Dios, crees en mí también, no se turbe vuestro corazón. Mi Padre tiene muchas moradas. Voy a preparar lugar para vosotros. It just overwhelms me to think that Jesus Christ wants me, Joe, to be at his side. Yes. But you know, we have to prepare if we expect to enter heaven. The astronauts, when they blast off into space, they prepare. They don't just jump in there and say, okay, I'm going to the moon, I'm going to our space station. No, they prepare years. And we just can't jump in and come to church. Okay, fine. Everything's nice. Oh, so nice. No. It's heaven or hell. What do we read in Matthew 25:41? Mateo 25:41. ¿Qué dice? Matthew 25:41. The judgment day. Cristo dice, and these are hard words. Matthew 25:41. Apartados de mí, malditos, al fuego eterno para el diablo y sus demonios, sus ángeles. In English, depart from me, ye cursed of God. Depart from me. To the everlasting fires, prepared for the devil and his demons. Hell was not prepared for mankind. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Amen? But you know what? God is the only one through His Son, Jesus Christ, who can take a soul to heaven. But also, God is the only one through His Son who will send a soul to hell that doesn't repent. You don't hear much preaching like this, right? You're kind of quiet. Maybe I, I need to take time out now. I've been preaching too long. I preached all the way from Canada, Mexico, Latin America, down southern South America, back and forth. And I see the changes. Yes. Think about it. Piensen. El mismo Dios que por medio de la sangre de Cristo Jesús puede llevarnos al cielo, ese mismo Dios por medio de Cristo Jesús como juez mandará el alma al infierno que no se arrepiente de su pecado. It's not a pretty thought in modern theology, in our modern churches, but it's true. I repeat again. Hell was not prepared for man. But if you haven't repented of your sins, 
I have to say as a minister of the gospel, you will go to hell. Just to change the atmosphere a bit, cambiar un poquitito. Take a good look at me. Not that I'm a handsome guy. Well, at once, one time I had hair. Believe it or not, I can show you a picture. Okay. How many eyes do I have? Two, okay. I can lose the sight of one. I can still get around pretty good. How many ears do I have? Two. I can lose my hearing. One. Somebody has said, well, thank God that we have two ears and only one tongue. What would it, would it be if we had two tongues? If with one tongue we get in all kinds of trouble. That's another sermon. ¿Qué sería si tuviéramos dos lenguas y nomás un oído? Cuidado. Porque si con una lengua nos metemos en mil y un problema, ¿qué sería si tuviéramos dos o tres lenguas? But let me get back to our little outline. How many arms? Two. How many hands? Two. I can lose one. How many lungs? Go right down the body. But let me ask you, how many souls do we have? ¿Cuántas almas tenemos? We have only one. Just one soul. Oh, they say that cats have nine lives. Se dice que el gato tiene nueve vidas, pero no. We just have one. Check out Proverbs 4.23. Vean Proverbios 4.23. Spanish says, Sobre toda cosa guardada. Sobre toda cosa guardada. Guarda tu Corazón. ¿Por qué? Porque de él mana la vida. Above everything that you guard, that you keep, say, under lock and key, keep your heart. Because you only have one soul. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your life flows out. Lose your health. Lose your wealth. <clears throat> lose your friends. Lose your hair. Oh, but, friends, you don't have to lose your soul. Because Christ came to save, and to seek, and to save that which was lost. Luke 19.10 que se pierda tu salud, que se pierda tu dinero, que se pierda tu casa, que se pierda todo, pero que no se pierda tu alma. Porque Lucas 19, 10 dice que el Hijo del Hombre vino a buscar y a salvar lo que se había perdido. Yes. 
Be careful. Don't play around with your soul, friend. You only have one. Ah. Number six. Number six. Your soul is precious. Número seis, su alma es preciosa. And you know who knows how much lo God loves your soul? ¿Sabe usted qué, quién sabe de veras qué tanto ama a Dios su alma? You know who it is? It's the devil. The devil doesn't want your body. The devil no quiere su cuerpo. Young people say, my body is my body and nobody's business. El joven dice, mi cuerpo es mi cuerpo y no le importa nada. nada no. The devil doesn't want your body. He wants your soul. Because if he gets your soul, he'll just take your body too. Listen to me, young people. I spent all my ministry with young people. Colleges, universities, seminaries, camps. I know young people. I was once young, believe it or not. <laughs> yes. Be careful. I, I can give you a lot of stories. I have seven sisters. I saw them all go through their teenage puppy love stages and all that stuff. And I went through it too, I guess. And I've been married... Now, going on 58 years. So I've been around young people. Yes, there's a tremendous battle going on for your soul. Hay una lucha tremenda, número seis. ¿Quién será dueño de tu alma? Who will be the final master and owner of your soul? Christ or the devil? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We read in Ephesians 6.12. Luchamos no contra carne y sangre, sino contra principados, potestades, gobernadores de los aires. We wrestle against principalities and spiritual powers. We are surrounded by a spiritual world, different dimensions we can't see. Let me just mention one experience I had in Puerto Rico, an experience in Puerto Rico a few years back. I was preaching there in one of our churches, and there was a man there. And I sensed something different, something very special. I estaba un hermano. Yo sentí algo muy especial. He gave us a story. As a young man, he went into chef school and so forth, and he became one of the outstanding chefs there in the tourist hotels. One chef. He prospered. He became famous. But he started drinking drugs. Woman, he lost his job. He lost his family. He lost everything. We would say now he's homeless. And he said, 
He told me. I have his testimony written down, eight pages. I'm just summarizing. Perdió su trabajo. Prosperó, sí, como chef, uno de los hoteles principales del turismo en Puerto Rico. Famoso. Pero comenzó a, con el alcohol, las drogas, y pronto vinieron las mujeres también. Perdió todo, familia, trabajo, y andaba perdido en las calles de los barrios bajos. Lost. And he says that one night, Being desperate, they went to the cemetery, and there at midnight, fue un panteón a medianoche, and there he yelled, Satan, y ahí gritó, Diablo, Satanás, si me prosperas, if you prosper me, I will give you my soul, and that moment he said that something popped. Que algo tronos allí, and two demons appeared, one on each side. Se le presentaron dos demonios, uno a su derecha, uno a su izquierda. Two demons. Nobody else saw them. And always hearing obscenities, curse words, siempre palabras sucias, obscenidades. He thought he would go crazy, but you know what? The devil prospered him. El diablo prosperó. He started performing miracles. Comenzó a hacer milagros, healings. And he described what he did. He became rich. He became the number one spiritualist in the island of Puerto Rico in his times. Number one rich. But he was miserable. Miserable llegó a ser el espiritista número uno en la isla de Puerto Rico. He was miserable. But then, he said one evening, wandering the streets, there was not noche. Comenzó a escuchar himnos. He started hearing hymns. That's another thing we are losing in our churches. We don't sing any more hymns. Somebody listening? <laughs> We're losing something. Started hearing hymns. And the demons would pull him kind of back. He says, escuchó himnos y los demonios como que no querían que fuera. Lo jalaban, but he went and he approached the church. To the entrance, ahí llegó a la entrada. Si su llamamiento. We don't make altar calls too much now. We don't want to embarrass the people we say. He heard the altar call. And with resistance, los demonios resistían. He came forward. And he says, there on his knees, he managed to say, God, God, if you free me of these demons, I will give you my soul. And then he says, something snapped. 
Dijo, Dios ahí de rodillas en el altar. Si me libra de estos demonios, te doy mi alma, y ahí como una explosión, y desaparecieron. Those demons disappeared. And God raised him up. And he was there. He was sanctified at that service. Brother Salvador González. Yes, we wrestle against the devil and his demons. Be careful. You and I cannot defeat the devil. Don't mess around. Only Christ can take care of the devil. The devil knows the value of your soul. The devil knows that if he snatches one's soul, it's going to hurt the Lord. El diablo sabe el valor de tu alma. Y cada alma que Satanás gana duele el corazón de Cristo. Finally, number seven. I'm on time. Number seven. Forget all the other reasons. <coughs> I'm a professor. Let me give you a little quiz. <coughs> okay? Let's see. You remember. What was the number one reason for the value of your soul? Number one? Created by God. Right? Number two? We are, our soul has the image and likeness of God. We are spiritual beings in essence, not biological. Number three? Your soul is precious and valuable, the sight of God, porque es inmortal. Tu alma es de gran valor porque es creación de Dios, trae la imagen de Dios y es alma inmortal. Number four, we are headed to our eternal destiny, heaven or hell. And it's up to you, it's up to your will where you will end. And then number five, I say, look at me. How many souls do we have? One, just one. Don't play with it. Amen, sister? Okay. And number six, the devil knows what God really loves, your soul. And the last reason, listen, The last and more powerful reason why your soul is precious, la última razón de por qué tu alma es preciosa, algo especial. Ladies, when you go shopping, when you go down to the stores, you're probably like my wife. She's always looking for a bargain, right? Casey pennies, wherever they go and so forth. And she said, oh, I found a year una compra algo. And, and what do we do? We look, she looks at the price. Oh, oh, I'm going to wait till Christmas, after Christmas, after New Year's, a ver si bajan el precio. Voy a esperarme. You want to see the price of what we're going to buy. Okay. Let's just imagine. If we could turn our soul 
around like I'm turning my tie. And we would see the price tag. Podemos ver nuestra alma así y ver la etiqueta, el precio. You know the uh, ticket. I'd like to think that it's in the shape of a cross. La etiqueta que marca el precio de nuestra alma está en forma de cruz. It's in the form of a cross. And there's only two words there that reveal the price of your soul and my soul. They are the blood of Christ. Three words. La sangre de Cristo. Think about it. Let's go to Peter's first epistle. Vamos a la primera epístola de Pedro. Chapter 1. 1 Peter, chapter 1. It says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed, but it was through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. La palabra de Dios dice en primera de Pedro 1.18 en adelante que no fuimos rescatados de, de nuestra manera, vana manera de vivir con cosas corruptibles como oro, plata. Friends, who is the richest man in the world? Not Bill Gates. Oh, he, he's a billionaire. Who's the richest man in the world? A Mexican. I was born in Mexico but raised in the United States. I had to learn my Spanish. I'm, all my education has been in English. I've never studied anything in, in Spanish. The richest man in the world is Carlos Slim. A multi-billionaire. Bill Gates, sure. But you know, no billionaire can buy his way into heaven. All the gold, all the silver, all the oil in the whole universe cannot buy or open the doors to heaven. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. This is what makes your soul precious. Todo el oro del mundo, el universo, toda la plata del universo, todo el petróleo del universo, no te va a abrir las puertas del cielo. Lo único que abre las puertas del cielo es la sangre de Cristo Jesús. Amen. Let me close with this final thought. Again. It is only by the grace of God that you and I are here. Es solamente por la gracia de Dios 
que usted y yo estamos aquí y no estamos perdidos. We're not out there in the world. But you know what? Christ not only died for your soul and my soul, but you know, He died for those souls out there too. And it's time to go out and seek sinners. May God help us and take a good look at your soul and see how much it is worth and see how much God loves you. Vea bien su alma. Dele gracias a Dios que solamente por su gracia estamos aquí en su casa y no hay afuera perdidos rumbo al infierno. May God help us. Thank you. Hope to see you this evening also. God bless you. Brother, gracias. Nos esperamos esta tarde, ¿verdad?